prepared to raise colors. Raise colors. Forward, march. Honor guard, hold, right, face, prepare to post colors, post. Recover. Left face. Present arms. Let us join in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Order arms. Right face. Left face. Forward march. Please be seated. A warm welcome to you all. This is a wonderful day. Uh, Weather-wise and uh, what we're observing today, uh, this is National Police Week and National Police Day. It was a holiday, an observance started in the uh, presidency of John Kennedy. So it has been going for quite a while and there's a ceremony going on in Washington DC right now as well as in a lot of places around the country. So we can feel ourselves part of, of, a, of a whole network of people. Um, we are fortunate the original purpose of the holiday when it was started was to honor those who had had fallen, who had died uh, uh, in the service of the law enforcement. And we are very lucky in this county because it's been some decades since we have had uh, such a death. Um, and we um, trust that we will keep that record intact for a good long time. The, um, it does give us a chance though uh, to remember uh, those who have served, who have retired, who have 
have moved away, um, who have passed away and known to us, um, and to give appreciation to the role of, of law enforcement and first responders in our community. In a lot of ways, our wonderful communities are, are glued together by a lot of the people in this room, um, providing for order and for caring and for uh, the uplift of the whole community. And so that's worth celebrating. So we're really here to celebrate. And I'm so glad that we could have uh, all the agencies represented that we do uh, all through Johnson County. Um, so I give credit for that idea to our own chief, Jody Matherly, who uh, when we were thinking of our typical Iowa City Memorial Day said, gee whiz, why not the whole county? Uh, and when our jaws got off the floor, we went ahead and, uh, and followed suit. And, and so this is a wonderful time. Special thanks to many who made this possible, um, to all of the agencies uh, involved here, uh, the Ecumenical Color Guard, Honor Guard, um, to um, the other chaplains of uh, our area. In Iowa City, we have uh, Dave Arnold and Jody, um, Joshua Tilly, Heather Weber, um, who are active right now, as well as myself, Mel Schlachter, and uh, Boyd Keister from North Liberty as a chaplain there and helped make this possible. Others helping make it possible are the Iowa City um, PD Police Association, who covered a lot of the expenses here, uh, Chick-fil-A for food, as well as Hunt's Donuts making a contribution, um, Officer Adam Jennings helped things come together from Coralville. Uh, we're glad to have Iowa City school attendees here and the Defenders Motorcycle Club. So uh, there are probably others that I should be thanking, but anyway, uh, a lot of hands went into this wonderful day and I'm proud to be part of, uh, of this effort in Johnson County. So we will have several people addressing us uh, uh, in, with short uh, addresses, and um, I would like to begin, though, with a prayer. Let us pray. We give you thanks, most merciful God, that you have put it into the hearts of many to care for our communities and our citizens, even at possible trouble or risk to themselves. We give you thanks also for their families and households supporting them in their work. Help them all know of our care for them, our reliance on them, our good wishes for them, and help us all work together for the well-being of each and every person in this county and for the benefit of our community life. In your holy name we pray, amen. I'd first like to introduce Mayor Pro Tem Pauline Taylor uh, from Iowa City, who has a resolution. 
Pauline? Thank you, Reverend Schlatter. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Uh, as he said, my name is Pauline Taylor. I represent District A on the Iowa City City Council and serve as the Mayor Pro Tem. Having worked as a nurse for over 38 years of my life, I care about the health, safety, and well-being of every member of our community. Therefore, it is important to me to know that we have a law enforcement department that ensures that well-being. And they do this while dedicating their lives to public service and as is written on their vehicles now, excellence in service. I am pleased that Chief Matherly and Sheriff Polkrabic have made sure that their officers have received the crisis intervention training. This has been helpful to them in de-escalating de many difficult situations. And I'm hoping that in the very near future, we will have the Behavioral Access Center just down the road from here, which will give officers a place to take persons in need of help that is a better option than jail or the hospital. A proclamation is a formal public statement issued to recognize something that is of importance or significance to the community. I am honored and very happy to be here with all of you today and to be able to read this proclamation. City of Iowa City Proclamation. Whereas in 1962, President John Kennedy set aside this week to pay tribute to the law enforcement officers of this nation and to memorialize those who have fallen in the line of duty. And whereas the police officers and their support staff in Iowa City work with courage and dedication to enforce the laws fairly to reduce crime and violence and in general to improve the quality of life for everyone in this community. And whereas the dedicated men and women who have chosen law enforcement as a career often face unknown or extraordinary risk and danger in preserving our freedom and security. And whereas these women and men are fathers and mothers, sisters and brothers, sons and daughters, and so we give gratitude to their families for supporting them in their career. And whereas officers of the Iowa City Police Department play a growing role, growing role as ones who promote harmony and mutual respect among citizens in an increasingly diverse population. And whereas, as we wish to give everyone an opportunity to appreciate and thank the men and women of the Iowa City Police Department who dedicate their lives to public service, now therefore I, Pauline Taylor, Mayor Pro Tem of Iowa City, do hereby proclaim the week of May 12th to 18th, 2019, to be National Police Week in Iowa City and urge all citizens to participate fully in this observance. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, two people whose thanks I've neglected uh, I'd better say, or I'll be in trouble. Uh, the two officer liaisons for the chaplains in Iowa City Police Department are, uh, are Zachary Maguia and Jeff Schmidt. So they did a heck of a lot to make sure this day was going to, going to happen. And I'd like to give them some applause too, just to...
Now let's hear from Coralville's Chief Croon. Chief? Good afternoon. I'm Shane Crone, Corval Police Chief. It is my honor and privilege to be with you here today and to welcome each and every one of you to the annual Peace Officers Memorial Service. I'd like to thank the area chaplains as well as the organizing committee for their work on this year's service and the opportunity to address this gathering of what Chief Matterly told me would be 50 or so people. In 1962, President John F. Kennedy proclaimed May 15th Peace Officer Memorial Day and the week in which it falls, National Police Week. The intent was to recognize those law enforcement officers who have lost their lives in the line of duty for the safety and protection of others. This is the day we honor the fallen. The loss of 158 police officers last year across this country was truly tragic for their families, their communities, and this sometimes divided nation. It reminds me there is a steep price to be paid for the freedom we enjoy and the security we expect. They may have paid the ultimate price, but long before that, they accepted the risk inherent in wearing the badge and representing humanity out here in the real world. A commitment and passion they shared with you and roughly 900,000 other sworn law enforcement officers in this country. But it's human nature, perhaps, to focus on how police officers die as if by understanding the events, we might turn back the clock and undo what is done. If we can somehow know what they knew and see what they saw, we might glean some tidbit of information, the body language, a word, gesture, a tip-off that might prevent the next one. And so we have a tendency to focus on each officer's death, how and why they died. But today, gathered here to honor the fallen, I ask you not to focus on why officers die, but instead why they live. We honor the lives lost by continuing the pursuit of fairness and justice for all people. The ideals for which so many police officers have risked and sometimes lost their lives for a complete stranger. There was good in the world before there was evil. And with my few minutes here today, I hope you'll join me in honoring the fallen by committing to serve and protect the communities that need you. By making a difference in the lives of real people. By continuing the legacy and by starting to plan for what comes after police work. You know this job is difficult, maybe now more than ever before. That's, not, that's why not everyone can do it. You get thrown into someone else's drama on a daily basis and have to make decisions without enough time or experience about all kinds of things, like who is the drunkest, which one of these two has the more current no contact order, and which kids need to be removed from the home for their own protection. You make split decisions split-second decisions every day that change people's lives. God help you if you're wrong, but tomorrow you will come out and do it again because you believe in something bigger than yourselves. You do change people's lives. We will not fix the world's problems. We will not put this nation back together. We cannot change the course of state government. We probably won't even have a lasting effect on the county and cities where we serve but you do make a significant and lasting difference in the lives of the people you touch every single day. Ask a domestic violence victim if the responding officer makes a difference. Ask any lost child. Ask someone who has been in crisis. Ask my youngest daughter, Sammy. I don't think I saw Greg Hummerkhaus. Greg covered a minor traffic crash with my daughter last year. 
Somebody pulled out of a private drive right into the side of her. It might have been Greg's third or fifth or who knows, 20th accident that day. But it was my daughter's first in her lifetime. And Greg took the time to calm her down, explain the process, and make sure everything was going to be okay. That experience had a profound effect on my daughter. I kind of think she wishes Greg was her dad, to be honest. <laughs> As a result, I can tell you what you do not see. You do not see the ripples of effect you have in people's lives. You cannot possibly know the good you do. You have the power to make things better. Thank you for that. If you watch the news or listen to some people, you might think the police are evil, or worse. Don't do that. We must resist the temptation to become jaded by what others say and write from the well-lit comfort of their living room the day after. We cannot be an occupying force, as in us versus them, where the only us is the police and them is everyone else. For we are the community's representatives, the embodiment of their hopes and dreams of a fair, just, and inclusive society. We are them and they are us, intertwined, indivisible, the same. While it's true some among us may throw stones, it is our responsibility to ensure they can do so safely and from afar. We swore to it. On the wall where we hang the pictures of retired Corville officers, there is an inscription. It reads, your legacy is etched in the minds of the next generation of officers and the stories they will tell about you. I like that. And not just because I wrote it, because I think it's true. We may be the current guardians of the public trust, but since 1791, 23,719 peace officers have been killed in the line of duty. It is their legacy for which we stand here today. We inherited this responsibility, our mere caretakers of a history 228 years in the making. Let's not forget our responsibility to pass the torch and honor all those who came before us. I ask you to consider what will be your legacy. I know the day is coming when you will have given all you can give, and it will be time to step away. When the countless hours at work and at home thinking about work draw to a close, when you'll never have to miss another birthday party, wedding, anniversary, graduation, football game, or parents' night again, the day we have anticipated for so long always seems to arrive so unexpectedly. Just make sure you have a plan for that and enough humanity left inside to take on all you've been putting off. Try to find the balance in your life before it's too late. Tell someone you love them every single day. Appreciate the little things. Put money aside as often as possible to make sure you can, that you get to enjoy retirement, not just be retired. Promise me you'll go out like you came in, with hope and determination to make a difference. That is why so many officers have sacrificed so much before you. I want to end today with a few words of wisdom from my 30 plus years in law enforcement. And for the 158 police officers killed in the line of duty last year, I say to you, wear your seatbelt, clean your weapon, thoroughly search your arrestees. Never assume that what the dispatcher tells you that they got from the call taker, who got it from a third party caller, who was told there are no weapons, is the truth. Make no assumptions at all. Look out for each other, both on the job and off. Slow down, recognize what you have, never drive faster than you can think, 
or run faster than you can shoot. Call in your stops, roll back up, cherish your family, take care of your body and your mind. Don't hesitate to ask for help. Give your very best every single day and be the police officer you were chosen to be. Never forget you are the good guys and gals and we need you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for all you do. Thank you for the opportunity to speak today. Stay safe out there. Thank you very much, Chief Cohn. Uh, when I ride with officers, I find that the main theme of what motivated, motivated them originally to get into police work was to help people. And I think that keeping that flame alive in, in, in an officer's heart is such an important job. Uh, let us now welcome uh, the mayor of North Liberty, Mr. Terry Donahue. Mr. Mayor. Good afternoon, welcome, and thank you for all in attendance today. I'm glad to see that the Chamber of Commerce finally did their job outside. So, anyway, police have become some of the most maligned professions over these past two years. What has happened because of that? Today, cities, counties, state, over in the nation, are finding it more difficult to recruit and keep others. Well, why has this happened? This is my personal opinion. Smartphones and media are quick to show officers reaction to calls and then post the results of those confrontations. Because of this, citizens are quick to react to what has happened during the event. The public sees only one side of the story and too quickly makes a judgment without seeing the whole picture. So what should be remembered as far as our officer corps are concerned? When an officer places their badge on and holsters their weapon, they have no inkling what may come that day. When an officer leaves their home, the family is maybe even suddenly fearful and asks themselves, Will he or she come home tonight? When an officer gets into his squad car, the job becomes very solitary, having only the radio to immediately back them up. When an officer receives a call, they have only minimal information of where they're going and what they may be facing. When an officer gets to the scene, he or she must make at times very quick analysis of what is actually going on. When an officer is charged with making the best call they can on the scene, they must react in a very short period of time, accordingly to very fluid situations, which can range from parking ticket to up to the level of life and death. There are no second chances for officers. When an officer is injured, not only does the family weep, but also the station, the city, and the county. When an officer dies in the performance of their duties, 
Everyone mourns the loss of a person who gave of themselves to protect all of us, and the loss is felt on, not only by the total community, but everyone up to national levels. I hope that none of us are faced with the specter of the last two events, because when it does happen, it rips our hearts apart and tears at our soul. I must say that there's events when I was mayor of Creston where we had a suicide as well as the police chief got shot, and those feelings never go away. You always have to find some way to deal with them. So finally, thank you for your service. Thank you for being here today, and know that your councils, mayors, board of supervisors are behind you 100%. Thank you. Someone that our agency people know very well is our Johnson County District Judge, uh, Deborah Minot. And Judge Minot is here today and is going to share a few words with us. So, Judge? It's a great honor to be here with you today among so many colleagues and so many friends. Today we gather in gratitude, not in mourning, for our community has not suffered the loss of a peace officer in the line of duty for many, many years. What a blessing that is. Still, we're pausing here for a few moments to acknowledge that the everyday work of policing can take a great toll on our officers and their families. Because we know, don't we, that the very nature of that work and the very nature of humanity itself means that our good fortune may not last. And we know, don't we, that other communities have not been so fortunate. Peace Officers Memorial Day gives us the opportunity to reflect on the sacrifices that law enforcement officers make to keep our communities safe. On this day, I find my thoughts turning to the past and to the future as I reflect upon the nature of sacrifice and the call to service. The past. In 1983, fresh out of law school, I became a prosecutor for the city of Baltimore. A few months later, a narcotics detective named Marcellus Ward was killed in the line of duty. Detective Ward was an undercover officer working with the DEA to break up a violent heroin ring. He wore a wire to record all of his interactions. On the night of December 3, 1984, he and his supplier were supposed to go to the train station to meet up with a courier coming down from New York. But when he went to the candy kitchen on Franklin Street in West Baltimore, everything began to go terribly wrong. On the recording, which was played during the murder trial, you could hear it all. Their talk about the deal, 
the change of plan, the inflection in Detective Ward's voice when he realized what that meant, and the coded language he used to alert the surveillance team who instantly realized that he was in mortal danger. Then, the cocking of a gun and the shots one after another, the pounding of feet up the stairs, the breaking of the door, the screams of his partner, and the agonizing last breaths of Detective Marcellus Ward. I was a spectator sitting in the courtroom when that tape was played for the jury. 34 years later, I can still hear it. The future. Just this past weekend, my family gathered in Chapel Hill, North Carolina to celebrate the college graduation of my nephew, Henry Farmer. We sat and watched as he and 3,900 others formed a joyful sea of Carolina blue on the green grass of the football field. But the day before, we had attended a very different ceremony, the commissioning of 12 amazing young people as second lieutenants in the Army of the United States of America. Through many tears, possibly more today, I watched each of them take the oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. Many of you have taken that oath. I watched with fear and trembling, but also with great pride and admiration. I remembered Henry telling me when he was only 16 that he had decided to join the military because he did not think it was right for him to expect someone else to do what he was not willing to do. On June 7th, Henry will report to Fort Sill, Oklahoma for artillery officer training. Then he'll be posted at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. After that, who knows where he will be sent and what he will be ordered to do and what he will order the soldiers under his command to do. As I read every day the news of escalating tensions across the globe, I wonder, what sacrifices will my beloved nephew make? The reason I stand here today on Peace Officer Memorial Day in Iowa City, Iowa, and talk about Baltimore City Police Detective Marcellus Ward, who died more than 34 years ago, is to honor the memory and service and sacrifice of a person I never knew, who died trying to protect and serve me, a person he never knew. And the reason I stand here and talk about my nephew, Henry, who joined the Army four days ago, is to honor the courage and commitment of a young man whom I know and love dearly, who was willing to put his life on the line to protect a country full of people he does not know. All across our community, our state, and our nation, there are thousands and thousands of men and women like them who deserve to be named and lifted up and remembered and honored. So today we honor all of those who hear the call to duty and answer the call, all the while knowing that they may shoulder great burdens, endure great hardships, and sacrifice much 
perhaps even their lives, to protect others, to preserve the safety of their communities, and to keep the peace. For myself, long ago I heard a very different call, a call to public service through the law. I answered that call in Baltimore as a prosecutor in the state of Maryland as an assistant attorney general, in Johnson County as a prosecutor, and now in Iowa as a judge. Four times I have taken an oath to, to protect and preserve the Constitution, to uphold and administer the law, and to serve the people. For more than three decades, I have worked closely with law enforcement officers. It has been a great privilege to do so. I have sat with officers in police departments, on stakeouts, at depositions, at jails, in prisons, at conferences, in courtrooms, in my offices, in my chambers, and in my living room. One thing I always knew was that I had the easy job. I worked out of an office, not a squad car. I wore suits, not body armor. I carried books, not sidearms. I walked up and down the steps of the courthouse, not around the streets of our cities. I consoled victims and witnesses who had suffered trauma and loss. But I was there days, weeks, or months afterward, not minutes. I met people who'd been charged with violating the law across the table in a courtroom, sitting next to their lawyers, not one-on-one -on -one at the scene of a crime. I always knew who had to get there first, often with little or no time to think or reflect before making a decision that could change someone's life forever, including their own. So today, we gather to honor the fallen, but also to honor those who are still standing. What can we do to honor them? We can admit that we ask too few to do too much for too little. We can hold ourselves and each other to the highest standards of public service. We can, as the prophet Micah admonished us, do justice and love mercy and walk humbly. We can respect each other enough to have courageous conversations about public safety and policing. We can support those who answer the call to duty knowing they will make sacrifices perhaps the ultimate sacrifice. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, we can make a commitment to build and support and nurture our communities so they will be safer places for every single one of us, including our peace officers. So today, to all of you who serve, peace be unto you and all of us today and every day. Thank you. Thank you, Judge Minot. Uh, will you now welcome Chaplain Heather Weber, who has a memorial poem to share with us. And then Chaplain Joshua Tilley will give the benediction and dismissal following her. 
Well, in the spirit of all the words spoken here today and in solidarity with um, our law enforcement family across the nation, I want to offer this poem, which was written by Lieutenant Dan Marcoux, who is an internationally recognized police trainer and decorated officer who wrote this in memory of his fallen brothers and sisters. A full measure of emotion. What did they do to get their names on that wall? There is a process we should pause right here to recall. For a name to conjure a full measure of emotion, we must remember the ingredients of a full measure of devotion. They all gave one last kiss, said one last goodbye. The moment probably passed without even a sigh. They sat through one last lineup shared one last joke. What lay ahead was unknown, so not a tear fell, nor did a voice choke. There was no fine last meal cuisine, but some were fed well. They had a Big Mac, a slice, tacos at the bell. They didn't think themselves heroes or in any way royal. They just lived the life of servants, and to duty, they were loyal. Then came that last call. They said one last 10-4. Last concerns came to mind. They'd been there before. They hit the lights one last time, going one last place in a hurry, their minds heavily engaged in one last worry. Then for one last time, it all happened so fast. They faced one last suspect, had one last fight to the last. One last time that they discovered this job is so rough, but this time giving their all was not enough. They said one last prayer, thought one last thought about the last one they kissed, not the last one they fought. One last breath lifted that badge one last time with their chest. Then their name was etched in stone alongside all the rest. Now, as you gaze at those names, neatly etched in stone, before you return to your job and your loved ones at home, remember their last full measure of devotion with a solemn prayer, a sharp salute, a full measure of emotion. I want to thank you guys all for being here. When the chaplains, when we were deciding about what to do, we decided that we wanted to bring as many police departments here as physically possible. And, and what a great way to just show camaraderie and uh, express our gratitude towards one another. We've got the thin blue line on our badges. And I work with Iowa City, which is the best police department. But uh, the rest of you guys are great as well. Um, and every one of us are proud of our communities, campus police. Uh, have co-eds and house parties uh, in the campus, uh, Iowa City, we have these beautiful places like this, and Coralville has redeeming qualities, as a joke, I mean, they, they actually do. Um, but I just want to thank you guys so much for being here, and I would ask that all the officers would stand, if you would. Doesn't matter what department you are, doesn't matter where you serve. 
I'm going to pray. If you are a praying person, please just pray with me. If you are not a praying person, feel free to just close your eyes. Give a moment of silence to just recognize the sacrifice and the devotion that these folks have, men and women here who serve our communities, and I'll just pray for us right now. Father, we thank you so much for the men and women who get up daily to serve our communities, who put their lives on the line every single day knowing full well that this could be their last. We pray, Lord, for protection on these folks as they serve. We pray, Lord, for safety. We pray, Lord, for confidence. We also pray for discernment and wisdom and compassion as they deal with some of the worst of us in our worst of times. And we just pray, God, that you would be with us today as we honor all of these folks who serve in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Um, those who are standing, I'd ask that you guys go ahead and get in line and start eating. If you are not standing, give the officers a moment to get some food. A lot of them actually have to get back to work. And thank you all for coming. And I want to thank the high school, West and City High, for co coming as well. Have a great day.